All right, welcome one and welcome all to another episode of Chillin' with Kofi. Got a special podcast guest for you today. He's one of my homies from high school. He's a former basketball player at Georgetown and Nebraska. It is Isaac Copeland. Isaac, how are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. How you doing, my boy? I'm doing great, man. All right, before we get started, we have an ad read, of course. This podcast is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel is a collegiately licensed clothing brand that sells some of the comfiest and best-looking articles of clothing that you will see. They have over 100 schools already licensed, and if you don't see your favorite school, don't worry, because they're constantly adding schools. From t-shirts to hoodies and even fleece joggers, you can check out all of their merch at www.homefieldapparel.com. Now, also, before we get started with the podcast, I like to have the self-promotion first, so... Where can they find you on the internet? My regular Instagram is uh, Isaac underscore Copeland. That's I-S-A-A-C underscore C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. And also, if you guys like the hat, trust me, I got a lot of different merch coming out. Um, start my own clothing line. We'll probably get into that later in the podcast. But um, the tag for that is T-W-M official underscore underscore. Somebody already had the regular tag and stuff on Instagram for me. So I had to put the official and two underscores to be able to get the page. So there's that. And then um, my website and stuff is still in the works. So I have to be able to tag that in later on. But um, those are my two main pages you can find me at. Um, my Twitter is just kind of like my personal thing. I don't really do too much on Twitter. But um, those two pages right there is where you can really get in contact with me and see what I'm doing. Yeah. And Instagram pages are hard to secure. Like usernames are hard to secure. I can't get uh, at Kofi on Instagram. I can't do it. Like, you can't get that? Nope. It's a, it's not the, and the account is not even in use. I think it got, it's either suspended or deactivated. But Instagram was like, yeah, we can't, we can't take it. It's wow. unfortunate because Instagram has been out for about eight or nine years. And there are some accounts that just go silent or are deactivated or just don't yeah. get used. And it's just, it's just unfortunate. So I want to start off with, uh, wow, when did we first meet? Freshman year of high school? <laughs> That's me and Ravenscroft, my boy. Oh, my God. Yo, we look so different now. Man, I didn't have the beard. I mean, I was about 150 pounds soaking wet back then. Yeah, a lot has changed since then. But we're, I think we're all pretty much the same people on the inside. And that's why I appreciate about our little friend group we uh, we formed back then. Yeah, and that's just, like, one of the coolest things. Because I remember after we all graduated, I had lunch with a friend that was kind of, like, outside of our friend group and stuff. And mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, man, I really don't talk to anyone from our high school anymore. And I was like, what? I talked, I got like, I got like 12 people that I talk to like yeah. regularly. Like we, we've been hanging out whenever we in the area and stuff. And that's like the coolest thing is that even though we're all in different cities and doing different stuff, we still like keep in contact, which yeah. is something I really value. Something I really value more than I think that you guys know. Even though, like, sometimes sometimes I might not be in the group chat for, like, two or three weeks. But, like, I'm, like, I'm glad that I still have, I still know that y'all are doing well. Like, I'll check in or whatnot. And, like, that's really been uh, very valuable valuable to me. Like, especially for over the last, what, eight years? No matter, like, where Definitely. we are. Like, that's cool. I think that's very important because not everybody has that. You know, a lot of people, they meet friends in high school and they go off to college and they kind of just, you know, everything changes. Like, they're, they're, they're just no longer friends and they kind of just switch up and you know but I think the way we've been able to just kind of stay true to ourselves kind of is just the way we all met and you know everybody's had different life challenges different changes and we just been able to still keep that same core values with each other which is important 
Do you remember how we all became friends? Bro, honestly, it's kind of like a blur at this point. I just remember the day you were late and your dad. <laughs> but I, I will never forget that. I remember after that, it was kind of, okay, we're all really friends now. That was the funniest moment ever, bro. But kind of like how we all met at the beginning, I really don't remember that. Okay, so the the bonding moment that you're talking about, I'll, I'll talk to um, some of my viewers. So what we used to do is after school, we would play basketball for like either an hour or two. And I could be like, hey, dad, you don't have to pick me up until this time. I'll be, I'll be playing basketball. I'll be doing after school, whatever, right? So, <laughs> so I told my dad, I said, I said, pick me up at six o'clock, right? But you know, I'm a, I'm a freshman. I'm at a new school. I'm trying to make new friends. Like we're all playing basketball together, and it's about like it's six o'clock on the dot, and I'm still in the back gym. Our school, our high school, had about three or four gyms, so I'm still in the back gym. And usually, what parents would do is they would like call or text you, but I didn't have my phone on me. So my dad, he walks up into the school <laughs> in the back gym. And he goes, Kofi, are you such a fool? It is six o'clock. <laughs> in front of all of us, and we just lost it, yo. We were dead serious. And like, Kofi was like, yeah, my fault, dad. Like, and Kofi's dad was just heated, bro. We never let him live that down. <laughs> Y'all still That's tell me that, bro, all the time. And that was so funny, because that whole ride home, I was like, damn, I just lost like eight friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. You thought you would think that would kind of make us like make you look lame, but like I just kind of laughed about it. Like that, that was just really funny, bro. Yeah, and the real uh, I think the real reason we all became friends, or the real way we call we all became friends, is one friend. Um, like it was like I don't know how many, like maybe one or two months in, I invited you guys all to my house. Mm-hmm. I invited you guys all to my house. I was it was like me, you, Shaq, Miles, Quentin, who Will, knows? Will, yeah. So what happens is my mom went to Costco and got like the chicken wing. You know how she got the chicken wings and the she yeah, got, my mom goes my mom goes hard for y'all when y'all show up. She got the chicken wings and the pizza and all the like Costco stuff. So so this day none of y'all show up. Oh, oh, no, you don't show up, right? And now it's funny now, but like I was like, oh man, like, I wouldn't have had a problem. I wouldn't have had a problem with it if my mom didn't prepare all that food. Yeah. So I was just like, oh man, I gotta. I was like, so the next, I think the next week, I no, the next Monday, I come in. I'm like, look, y'all. Y'all, I don't mind if y'all cancel on me. Like, that's cool. Y'all, but y'all have to let me know before our mom puts the pizzas in the oven, puts the wings in the oven, all, like, gets all the bread. <laughs> and then y'all were like, all right, got it. My bad. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we all good? We all good. And then we never had a, we never had anything like that happen ever again. So. Yeah. From then on, we definitely showed up and we had a great time. Your mom always, you know, was good about having snacks and snacks on snacks for real. We we never left the house hungry when we came to your crib. So yeah. that was great. So switching gears, I want to talk about like your basketball dreams and aspirations. Like where did you get that from? Or did you always want to like be a hooper or did that just like run in the family or whatnot? Yeah, so my dad played uh basketball at East Carolina and um just kinda of growing up I always see his stuff around the house and then he's 
working me out and stuff. He never like put pressure on me to do anything with basketball. He was kind of like, do what you want to do. And um, you know, I'll be there to support you. But in my mind, I'm really competitive. I was like, I'm gonna be better than you and I'm gonna do more than you ever did. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, I never really told him that straight up. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm hearing, hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna do what you did and do it better. So speaking of that, like when I first started playing, bro, like I was okay. And then I was like really trash. So like I was I was bad for a while, uh, but I was good enough to get into Ravenscroft. So I mean I guess they saw something in me at the time. Got there, played JV at first. I was like five eleven freshman year, and then boom, sophomore year I was six six. So I grew yeah. really fast, and they were like, okay, this is what we thought was going to happen. The team was loaded though, so um, I didn't play a lot on varsity my sophomore year, and then fast forward the next year, like juniors when I was supposed to blow up, I had like one or two offers at the time. And it was, you know, it was supposed to be a really big year for me, and then I get hurt. So I missed yeah. the majority of that junior season. But thanks to you guys, I was, like, you know, working on my game, like, trying to get back. We was playing outside every day. And that's yeah, kind of what I, I think that's where I started to really, you know, started to make some strides. So even though I wasn't playing on varsity and I was I was sitting out, I was hurt. When I came back, there was really no spot for me. I was playing with you guys. And then that kind of helped build my confidence up and going into that summer. And then that summer is really when everything took off on me. Yeah, and we got we got crazy competitive out there. Crazy like, competitive. We got crazy. I remember when uh, I remember William broke my ankles, bro. I was heated. Remember, I remember that he in he was in skinny jeans too. I was like, damn. <laughs> William, <laughs> everybody watching this, William's a New York guy. Played Straight, tennis, yeah. And he's a tennis player, and like, you look at me with the key player, look at basketball. He come up there. <laughs> all of us come prepared. Basketball shorts underneath our pants from school. William be like, no, nah, I'm playing what I came to school in today. And we'd be like, bro, you got that little bitty white t-shirt on, like in tight jeans. Like, this is before, <laughs> this is before I started wearing tight jeans. I was just like, bro, what are you on, man? Like, <laughs> some sweats on, like, get comfortable out here. He'd go out there, he had a bunch of mid-range jumpers, you know. Yeah. It was, just, it was just a good time with us, though. I always enjoyed playing with y'all boys. Yeah. And I remember... Like, I had the same, like, basketball aspirations as you did, like, when I was yeah. going into, like, ninth grade. And then, like, I didn't make that JV team, right? Yeah, I got should have made it. Eh, I was okay. Um, and th they were, I was behind, like, two pretty, they were, they were okay. me, right? That, Chad, at that time. Chad, Chad makes sense. Chad Winston, was great. Uh, Winston, I was kind of like, well, you know. Nah, he, he could shoot better than me, so I got I understood. Mm -hmm. But the thing, I think the thing that clinched it is that Anton dunked on me in tryouts. Oh, I remember that. You remember that, bro? Oh, my God. I was like, that's it. Yeah, so after that year, my freshman year, I, I, didn't, make a, I didn't make a team. So I was just like, dang, all right. Now what? <laughs> Yeah. We 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 be we be at the we be at the high school tables like arguing and everything and then you know we be like roasting each other and someone be like at least man at least I made the team I'm like ah dang I gotta listen to this <laughs> I swear them high them them tables at one at Rondis used to get real cutthroat over there there's nothing it's like certain things you normally shouldn't say we would just bring it up at the worst time but like you know what that's why this that and third and you didn't that's mm -hmm. why. I don't know. We would go through parts where we wouldn't talk to each other, but we always yeah. kind of like make up, you know what I'm saying? But looking back, it was really funny. Yeah, because we were, because then the next year it was supposed to be like I was my sophomore year, and I mm -hmm. was supposed to I was supposed to like play on the JV team, right? I went to 
we went to like Carolina. We went to NC State team camp where all these high schools would come and play or whatever. Okay. And then I just was like, you know what? I don't want to do this, right? I don't want to do this. Like, I just don't. So I was just like, yeah, this, this is not for me anymore, man. Also, like, you know Coach. I love Coach Brill. I didn't want to play for him. <laughs> he was really I, intense, man. He bro. was intense, bro. I was like, I never, I remember, because you, you played for him, his AAU team. Yeah. And he would get, like, so mad, and I'd just be like, mm. Mm, I don't. I don't think I can thrive under these conditions. I'm good. I don't want to like, you know. It was that whole thing. But like, I love Coach Brill. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, yeah. I don't. I don't think I like. I don't think I love playing basketball this much. You yeah, know, I'm absolutely. trying to like get a scholarship or whatever. You know. So that's yeah. when I like kind of switched to track because it was easier. You were great at track. <laughs> yeah. Great. I I looking back on it now, I really I. I don't regret running in college because I would have not had fun. It would have been yeah. like waking up at six thirty in the morning, doing stadium stairs to run a hundred meters, and I'd just be like, "Okay, can we? Nah, let's not." Bro, you just so natural, bro. Like I think that's what a lot of teams and places don't understand. Like it's almost like they like fault you or like judge you for being natural. Like you gotta work super hard. Like. Honestly, everybody don't got to do that. Like, but I think what you did was the right way to do it. You did it as much as you wanted to do it. And obviously you're doing what you wanted, what you really love now. So at the end of the day, that's what it really matters. Also, you went to, you went to two other high schools actually. And that was, those were both basketball decisions, correct? Yeah. So my story is pretty, pretty long. I'll hop back where I just left off. So that junior year where I got hurt, junior year is usually like a big year for people basketball wise. Like they're like, that's when you start getting offers, trying to get, your name put out there. And that was the year for me. And when I got hurt at the beginning of the year, I was like, dang, bro, like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to have one year of, of high school to really, really come back. I mean, I was getting offers from practice. Like, people come watch me in practice and they're like, yeah, this kid's really good. But Coach Billman never played me. So it was kind of like, well, season's over with. I missed a lot of time. I've got AAU and then going to senior year of high school. Like, what am I going to do? I was young for my grade. So I was going to graduate at 17. And um, yeah. I, th- I think you're a little bit younger than me, actually. So. Yeah, I think I'm the youngest, but like yeah. not by much, I don't think. I think it's you, then me, and then like, I don't know, I forgot the order, but I remember I was like, dang, like, what am I going to do? And at the time, reclassifying was like kind of a new thing. Like people were doing it, but like it wasn't like, like now you see what kids are doing now. They're just doing all type of stuff now, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on nowadays, but um, <laughs> I decided to reclass because I was like, I needed like an insurance year pretty much to be like, okay. I can't put too much pressure on myself to just out like perform so well my senior year and get where I want to get. Right. Turned out two, three months after high school, that whole summer, I got like over 30, 40 offers and I was ranked after the summer. So I was like, dang, like, I mean, I didn't know this was going to happen. Like nobody would ever think that would happen. It's hard to do it. So that was a big year for me, big summer for me. After that, I ended up transferring to Miller School in Virginia, <laughs> the middle school, you know what I'm saying? school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, out there in Rose, Virginia, it's about 20 minutes from um, outside of Charlottesville. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, first time away from home for a lot of, for a long amount of time, and it was yeah. kind of like a college feel, you know, before you really get to college. So I went there, and my coach ended up getting fired. So I was like, okay. At this time, I was like top 50 in the country or whatever, and I was like, okay, I have a name. I committed like right after that season, so I already knew I was going to I was going to Georgetown. Yeah. So I got that out the way, and I was like, okay, where's the best place for me to? 
pretty much excel and get better and prepare for college. And Brewster Academy, they called me right as soon as my coach got fired. That's where, you know, a lot of good players go um, pretty much, you know, advance their career, really. So I went out there with my boy Devontae and um, made a lot of good friends. We won national championship out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and even even there, a five-star recruit and all that stuff. So that was a cool experience. Um, Going, never even, like, went touched foot on campus before I went there. Like, the first day of school was my first time ever being there. It's um in the middle of New Hampshire, like in the cut, bro. It's snowed, it's snowed almost every day at that school. So different experience, but I'm very grateful and thankful that I did go there and made a like a lot of uh, lifetime friends at that school. What did they what did the reclassifying do for you like academically though? What what was your like your last what was like your fifth year like? Just like what did they give you? I mean, honestly, like I was done with all my academics at Miller pretty much. Oh, but Booster, okay. Booster, like they still wanted me to do some schoolwork. Obviously, I wasn't just out there doing whatever. Like some of the classes at Booster was hard, but it was kind of like I was just doing it to show I was, you know, competent. I guess, or do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was showing, yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't like I had to had to pass a class to get my degree, like get my high school diploma. I already did that, fulfill my credits at Miller. So there's no problem with that. But they still definitely have me in real classes doing real work. I'll, I'll admit that some schools don't have you doing that, but I was doing real work. The whole year, Brewster. I remember Devonte, Devonte Graham. He was on that Garner Road team. Yeah. And yo, I was. <laughs> this is what I really like wanted to like. This is what I really decided. Like I was like, I'm quitting basketball, bro. This is it. Um. So I joined like an AAU team like my freshman year of high school, and. The thing about AAU is that usually AAU basketball teams, they you start when you're like what six, uh, six or seven. I started in sixth grade. Um, sixth grade. Oh, okay. That's like eleven, I think, something like that. And usually, uh, and sometimes teams like stay together for like yeah. years and years <laughs> and years. So I was on this newly made Garner Road team. The C it was like a C team, and then we had a tournament where we played. We played the B team. No, we played the A team. Sorry. We lost by 70. <laughs> I was like, I'm off this, bro. We all we lost by 70, and on top of that, I played like eight minutes. I was like, nah, we're done here. Like, my dad, you know my dad. My dad, if my dad thinks I'm a waste of time, like, he won't say it, but he'll, he'll, but he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, when, <laughs> when, we, when we visited Georgetown, me, it was me, my dad, and Shaq, we visited Georgetown, mm-hmm. and during the the administration meeting georgetown was like yeah we have a 13 percent acceptance rate me my dad and shag just all looked at each other we're like yeah we're not getting in here bro <laughs> let's go maryland dog and it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to maryland maryland was fun Maryland was fun, but it, they also didn't have like the major I was interested in anyway. So I was like, okay, then th- there's no point in being here anyway. So uh, what was the transition from being a high school to college athlete like? What was the biggest difference in your opinion? Ooh, um, so you know I'm coming in high, I'm coming into college, you know, national champion, five star. I'm like, okay, I gotta really come in here and kill. Like, what's up? And I get to Georgetown, it's like you know, our, the way our team was set up, it was five freshmen coming in, and we had five seniors. So yeah. the whole year it was like a constant battle to the young and the old, and the old the old heads. Like they were like, you know, y'all gotta prove to us that you're worthy. So everybody had moments, but they were like, they had to get their respect. Even though I was the highest ranked player in, my, in our class, I my transition wasn't that smooth at first. 
Yeah. Well, LJ, LJ came in. He was clearly going to start. Like, everybody's like, oh, LJ's ridiculous. Like, LJ's really good. Yeah. He came and he hit the ground running first day of workouts. Boom. I was like, okay, okay. I see him doing it. I got to do it, too. I wasn't the next one. Paul was the next one. And me and Paul played the same position. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So, Paul, Paul White, that's what I'm talking about. Crazy talented and, you know, really good player. And his IQ was through the roof. So, at the time, my IQ, my understanding of basketball really wasn't where it needed to be for the college level. I understood I was smart, but I just, you know, Princeton offense was hard for me to, to grasp and just kind of just the pace. Like, I'm, I'm really smart, but I, I all the times I would overthink and get in my own head and, you know, kind of get in the way, my, way I was playing. Yeah. So it took me some time, and um, I really didn't hit my stride until, like, middle of the season. Um, ended up getting thrown in the fire. I was having a good game. Hit a game when I shot against Butler in the corner. After that, I started was like, that's when I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I belong here. I just started hooping. After that point, I, I stopped thinking as much and um, started having fun with it. But that first couple of months there, man, was it was rough. It was very rough. It was days I was like, I don't know if I'm, I was doubting myself. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be this, that, and the third. I think I caught up in the whole ranking thing, you know, caring too much about that instead of just, you know, taking my time and, to, you know, doing my journey pretty much. So I'm grateful for what I went through because it helped me in the long run. Were there things that, you think that you would do different differently during your recruiting process absolutely what would you wish that you had known back when you were being recruited back in the day i th- I wish i was more independent i think at that time i was kind of just like i'm ready to get it over with and i just went ahead and committed to where i felt comfortable instead of really thinking about you know what my goals were and who was going to get me there the best way in the most efficient way a part that people don't always know is that coach hunter was the one that recruited me to go there in my senior year he ended up leaving and taking a job at nebraska so that yeah. all makes sense later on when i transfer and stuff but um mm-hmm. i already saw my national national letter of intent and all that stuff but you know you can get out of that especially with a situation like that you can get out of it i wish i would have probably backed away from that and really made sure that's where i wanted to go instead of just sticking with it because that's what i was committed to for over a year just things like that just pretty much really i wish i would have wrote my goals down and told myself what i wanted to do and then open my recruitment and really take the time to look at what I want to do and who's going to get me there the best way. So that's pretty much the main thing I would have did differently. Because I remember, here's a cool thing I remember in high school. We would all get letters, you know, since a lot of us played sports. A lot of us in our, in our, in our circle would play sports. So we would all get letters eventually, like over time, and we'd all like share what letters that we had gotten yeah like i remember i remember anton he got like a care package from providence i'll never forget he was like in he was just in like he was next to right next to ronda's cafe and he Mm -hmm. was like and he was like opening like uh, something from providence and then like i would get schools like my saw my sophomore or junior year i would get like letters and stuff but they were like they were pretty unserious. It was like Navy track. And I'm like, I'm not going to Navy, bro. But it would be, it, they were unserious letters, but it was still cool to like have your your coach be like, hey, bro, you got like a college letter from insert whatever here, insert whatever here. And I don't know, um, we had a couple of football players in our circle too. I don't know like where they got letters from on the football side, but I know that they got their letters like delivered to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then they would be like, oh, I'm, I'm going, I got a letter from here. I got a letter from here. I got a letter from here. And then, Cause William and William was, I don't think it's, I don't think we ever, we never really appreciated just how good William was at tennis. But we never, cause we didn't, under, I, okay. I'm not gonna say we, 
I didn't understand tennis. I didn't know how hard it was. I mean, I'd go out there and try, and I couldn't even hit the, couldn't even serve the ball. Right. I would, I would look at him and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you've been doing this your whole life. You should be able to do this. No, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care how long I've been playing tennis. That sport is so hard, bro. Oh, yeah. So it took us, because William was like, yeah, I'm like the number one ranked player in the, the state. And we were like, all right, bro. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, right. but then. But then we, then I went, because the track was right next to William's tennis matches. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him make a kid cry. Easily one of the funniest things ever. Because, like, William was just, like, it was, like, 6-0, 6-0. Like, he was destroying that kid. The kid started tearing oh. up. And I was like, dude, this this kid's a beast, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but we would never, but none of us would ever, like, be like, hey, yo, you want to play tennis? Like, that's not how... <laughs> Like, we never yeah. we just play basketball and maybe a little bit of football or something, but really just basketball. But yeah. back to the other thing, bro, that was like my biggest motivation in high school. What? Like two things I really wanted to have was letters like falling out my locker and I wanted to get like a baller's life or hoop mixtape type mixtape. Those are the oh, two things yeah. I always wanted to have. So freshman, sophomore year, like Anton and them, Marky, all of them guys, they go to their locker sometimes. As soon as they open it up, letters falling out. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're such, you're such a good player. And I'd just be sitting there like, yeah, man, that's tough. Go to my locker. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my locker. My whole locker is butt naked, bro. I ain't no book in there. I won't do nothing. I was like, bro, this is ridiculous. Like, all I want to do is come here and have some letters falling out one day, and I'm, I'm going to feel complete, bro. And I remember that um, I knew Anton and Marky from before we went to high school together because we had played in the same basketball league. Yeah, what we were, but this was like, but that was back in like sixth and seventh grade. Then we played. I can't remember. My team was we were we were oh we were fine. Like all we did was shoot threes. It was cool, whatever. Then we played. There were two teams that we just like just got destroyed against, and one of them was Anton and Marky. And Anton and them were they were just like we were just like, oh yeah, these guys are these guys are really good. I don't know why they're in. I don't know why they're in this basketball league. Like, they should be somewhere else. They should be anywhere else but here. They would just destroy us every time. So then when I got to Ravenscroft and I saw them coming down the halls, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's what I we might, do. <laughs> I might not make this team, bro. What we do? This what we <laughs> But, yeah, the, the letters. And then I remember taking – I took two college visits, one to NC State and one to Virginia Tech. And I loved I loved official visits, man. Yeah, those were so fun. That was some fun. of the that was some of the first like actual college experiences that like you have before, and then you mm -hmm. just like don't tell your parents about. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, those were fun times as well. So that's my only like memory of the recruiting process. I know it wasn't as it's that was not as intense as as yours was getting like third forty offers. Like I can't imagine having forty offers for college. Bro, I mean, it's here's the thing though. A lot of times, like, teams or schools will offer you and they really hadn't seen you play. They will yeah. offer you because, other, like, another school in the conference offered you. So it's kind of like once you got one, you would get them all. So I had, like, the whole ACC besides Carolina and Duke, which is the two I really I wanted. If I would have one of those, I would have went to one of those schools 100%. Yeah. Were, I, I, took a, I took a visit to UNC. Duke had actually told me my senior year, if I leave Georgetown, I could go there. But... I knew what they had coming in there. That was the year they had Jaleel Okafor, Justice Winslow, all them boys coming in. I would have been on the bench the whole season. And I was like, yeah. I'm not doing that. But I mean, like, 
still just to even have that phone call was like it was pretty cool. That's another thing I wish I would have did take more visits. I committed before I took a bunch of visits. Like the only schools I really visited was I visited West Virginia, Miami, Florida State, NC State because it's by the house, Carolina, yeah. and, and Georgetown. I visited Georgetown like two times, and like this is when I was there, I was like, this is it just feels right. I should yeah. have visited more places. That's another thing. I should just kept just broaden my horizons. The free trips, take them. Yeah. Do it. You know, and, and I didn't. The thing is, is that we didn't. I never because we went to Maryland and William went to Howard, but we yeah. but getting to Georgetown was not accessible. Yeah. So when we when we got there, well, so the thing about so for those of my listeners, if you guys have never been to DC or don't are not familiar with the DC metro map, Georgetown doesn't really have a metro station near it, so it's very very inaccessible to get to unless you take like a really long bus or and this was the, this was the time when like Uber was just getting started really. Just getting um, started. And we were broke young college students. We were broke. My parents my parents my parents gave me a hundred dollars a month bro and i know that and i know that even that is more than a, what a lot of people get in college yeah but like that that was that's 25 dollars. i mean of course you got like you got food and everything else like food everything else that's like that's like uh that's already, already included you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff you can go to the gym like all that stuff but like for extra like extra extra stuff it was like 25 dollars a month 25 dollars mm-hmm. a week so mm-hmm. And my parents at the time, they didn't want me to like have a job in college. Mm-hmm. So like, and I wanted a job. I'm like, whoa, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do more fun stuff, man. Dang. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you, what would, what I appreciate about you is that you would like leave tickets for us to watch you play. This was at um, Verizon. It's now, I think it's, I don't know what the center is called now, but it was called Verizon Center mm-hmm. since whenever your whenever your you know, immediate family wasn't in town you would like leave us tickets and we come see you play and that was like a really cool thing honestly to be like yo where y'all going like we're going we're going into dc you gotta watch the homie play you know yeah um definitely touching on that i also wish this is before actually this is before college basketball players were even getting any type of payment they still need more money now but at that time what we were doing bro was so hard like going to school i mean obviously we're supposed to go to school and all that but Right. Practice were like three and a half hours, but Georgetown was ridiculous. Yeah. It was really crazy. So we were doing all of that and being in DC and not being have any fun, like because we were broke. So uh, mentally, that was kind of like, you're like, where, where do we escape? So right. I can only imagine like being a regular student, like doing that and still having some time, but you still can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of a lot of different things people don't think about. But the thing I didn't like about Georgetown also is that I could leave people tickets, even my own family. But sometimes I couldn't really talk to them. Like yeah. we, have to, we would have to go from straight from the gym back on the bus back to to campus. Yeah. And I was like, bro, this is lame. Like, what I appreciated about Nebraska was like every game, I made sure to go out there and talk to the fans, connect with people, take pictures, sign autographs, whatever. See people, see people I, I gave tickets to to come to the game. Like that's that's how I felt college was supposed to be. Georgetown really rubbed me the wrong way with that. Like, if I would have peeped out on the visit more. Like I didn't really think about that on the visit. I just come to us, whatever. But little yeah. things like that really matter to people, especially when you have friends all over the country coming to watch you play, stuff like that. It just that matters. And now we're getting into the transfer stuff. Like what how was the transfer process for you? And like what were you what were you what were you prioritizing 
Mm. when you were thinking about transfer? Were you thinking about the league or were you thinking about where you can just get the most opportunities at the time or whatnot? So into my sophomore year, we had a bad year. My year, my, my, my numbers were not what they should have been. So I guess I could say I underperformed that year, but I still think I did enough to kind of like possibly go and take a risk, but there was no two ways. It was none of that type of stuff going on. Right. Um, so in my head, I'm so, 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 bent on if I don't get drafted like what am I going to do like so I, I in my head I was like if I don't get drafted like there's no point in me even trying to go so yeah. I was like okay this junior year I'm about to lock in and make it happen and early in the season I was looking really good summertime I was looking good we had a lot of transfers come in um Rodney Pryor John Moore, Big Brad came back so like junior year supposed to be like a lit year for us yeah then I get hurt with my back yeah and it's a little video on my Instagram explaining more about what happened, but just know I hurt my back and I was trying to play through it and I was trash. I mean, we had the great, the biggest schedule we ever had Maryland early on in the year. Oh yeah. Um, I remember that. Wow. That year, um, that was at Maryland too. So I was like, yeah, in the that, stand. Was sophomore that was sophomore year. Oh junior no. Year. Junior year was at Verizon. It was at Verizon, but okay. sophomore year, they were like, you know, the top five that, that game. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That game All was right. good. Actually. Yeah. We should have won that game, but we we tweaked it then. So we had Maryland, then we played in, in um the Maui Classic, Maui Invitational. Everybody dreams of playing that. And I'm out there trying to play and I can barely move. And people don't understand. Like they was looking at me like, what's wrong with him? Like he's trash now. Like, oh, like he's garbage. Talking about like, <laughs> what is he doing? Play by play, like, play by play announcer. He's just having a rough go at it today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like y'all have no idea what type of pain I'm in right now, but I'm trying to get through it. The way it was told to me was like my injury was something that I can get through the season with. So in my mind, like I'm not gonna sit there and sit out, you know what I'm saying, in case I, I really can't do anything. Uh, I guess this is a sign from God. When we were out there, um, we played Oklahoma State, I drive to the basket, get hit in the face, end up breaking like a small bone in my face. I forgot what it's called, but I was forced to sit out for that. Yeah. So I kind of started to look at everything from the outside and kind of just seeing how I was feeling and I was really down on myself. Like I was depressed for sure. Like I'm out there, like I can't do this right now. I'm calling. I'm calling back home. Like yo, I, I gotta do something different. And my dad was like, okay, let's transfer. And I was like, it was like right before we had a game in, in Miami. Actually, we we're playing like we we're playing LaSalle and Miami. Yeah. And it was like before we drive the bus to go to the gym. He's like, all right, let's transfer. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something really bold. Don't even pack my jersey. I go in there. And I put on my warm up shirt and my, my little tank top. And I'm like, if he tries to put me in the game, because I lost my starting position. And I was like, if he tries to put me in the game, I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not playing. And I told one of the assistants, I said, yo, bro, just tell uh, Coach Thompson that I'm not playing. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to go out there and warm up, but that's it for me. And he's like, okay, I'll tell him. He didn't tell him. So Coach Thompson in the middle of the game comes and grabs me. And I like push his hand off. I'm like, I'm not playing. Bro, just didn't tell you. And I look at Brodus and he like just turns his head. And I'm like, wow, like, this is really what we doing here? Like, y'all not looking out for me, bro. Like, yeah. But I mean, I, looking back, I probably should have told head coach myself. But mm -hmm. I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I was just not mature about things at the time. You, you were just really off it. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, I was just, I, that's, that's yeah. the time of my life that like, I really can't even describe. Like, it was so, it was so weird and just so not me. Yeah. So, I end up transferring this in the middle of the year, it's December. So, you know, a lot of people transfer after the season or something like that. I'm in the middle of the season, like, so that's how you know I was really hurt. I was just like, I can't, 
do this anymore, bro. Like, I got to leave. So I transfer, and um, at that time, you got to find somewhere quick to go because of the timing and stuff like that. First person yeah. to come on was Coach Hunter. And when they originally got me to go to Georgetown, he's now in Nebraska. You know, Nebraska's not really known for, for basketball. I mean, they're, they're football school. That's what they say, football school. But I think we came in and changed that. But I ain't going to talk too much about that. <laughs> Nebraska, you know what I'm saying? They're known for, for, for football school. Really, they're really a volleyball school, if we're being honest. But uh, I go out there and, like, I'm, I, I'm on Instagram Live, actually. And my boy James Palmer calls me. Like he's, he's, He joins my live. And he's like, yo, come to Nebraska with me. I laugh on that. I'm like, bro, are you serious? Like, I got all these other offers. You talking about me going to Nebraska? Like, I'm not finna come out there. And he's like, bro, just come take a visit. And if you don't like it, then cool. I go out there and I fall in love with the school. But they had everything I wanted, everything I needed. Great doctors for my situation. And um, yeah, so made that move. And I was yeah. there. I, was, I transferred, like, announced I was transferring, like, middle of December, like, right before Christmas. And I was on campus there, like, Second week of January, something like that. So it was a quick turnaround. Did you transfer before Anton or after? Oh, after. He was already there before. Like, I talked to him a little bit, but like he just got hurt himself. So he was uh, kind of in a bad, bad position as well. So, yeah. I remember I remember Anton, he committed to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that his commission, his commitment was already, his commitment was early as well. Yeah, he committed to me too. Yeah, he committed early too, and then we were like, "Oh, Anton go to Louisville, I just go to Georgetown," and then like four years later, you both end up at Nebraska. I'm like, crazy. I'm like, hell, who would have thought? I'm like, but y'all, at least y'all, I mean, y'all had fun there, right? Yeah, we had fun. We had a really good season. Um, when me and him were together, we had a really good season. Yeah. Best best season in school history. We just didn't make the tournament. They they hold us, bro. They hold us, but that is what it is. It's in the it past. Is, yeah. We had a really good season, man, and um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. So, what's what's in store for you in the future? What what are you thinking? Um, so basically, I'm still trying to play. Um, my senior year in Nebraska was our best year, and then unfortunately got cut short. Um, freak accident tore my ACL. Came yeah. back and played. Um, did the G League last year, and then you know that was a cool experience. Um, still was recovering, and I was on a loaded team. Like our team was ridiculously nice. Um, Moses Brown just got a contract to play with uh, OKC for a couple of years. Cameron Payne, um, you know, he was a former lottery pick. Had to yeah. come down with us, work his way back up. Nice back with the sun, so he's back where he belongs. I can go on about the whole the whole roster top to bottom was just crazy. So I, I appreciated the guys I was with and learned a lot and um, learned how to be professional over there, really. So then COVID happened, so that kind of changed everything with, um, with jobs being available and stuff like that. So it's time just been really working on my on my body, trying to get back right and keep playing further my basketball career, but also took this time to find other things I was interested in. That's why I mentioned my clothing line and uh, stuff like that. So just looking at all different things of life, um, everything isn't about basketball anymore for me anymore. So um, just trying to, you know, look at what I like to do, what's going to keep me happy and um, be productive, really. How hard was it to gain your confidence back after that torn ACL? Like first um, games in, first couple of games in, how hard was it to like get back in the swing of things? Uh, very hard. Honestly, we're still working on that. You know, yeah. still working on that. Um, because the way it happened was just such a, a calm, everyday thing, and then you know, boom. Yeah. Oh, your college career is done. Now it's no longer fun and games. It's all each year is your is your chance to. It's a job. You know, it's, it's a lot more pressure on you. It's a lot. It's a lot different now. So um, luckily I got with a good team that supported me. 
Um, I didn't really play that much, but I was with a team that they, they kept me on the roster. They worked with me every uh, every day. They pretty much believed me. They know what I bring to the table. It's just like there was not enough minutes for me to really go out there and really work through the, the kinks. So yeah. I would go through times where I'd play two, three games in a row, and I wouldn't see the court again for two weeks. And that's hard to do when you're coming off injury, trying to get your flow back. So honestly, that's something we're still working on and um, should have this opportunity to come up here soon. But, you know, at this time, I'm just really just waiting for the next opportunity. When I get out there, I just take advantage of it. Yeah. And now now we'll switch on to the clothing line. Like, where do you, what mm-hmm. do you, like, see? You're just getting started. What's the what's the most interesting thing that you've, like, learned about the clothing brand business that you started? It has, when's the, when's the official launch date? Right. Don't have it exactly because yeah. what I'm doing here is I, okay. This is I'm trying to figure out how I want to answer this. Yeah. So what I realized is a lot of these clothing brands, they say they have stuff when it's not even created. They'll post a mock-up on their on their website or their app or whatever, and you think you're gonna get it right away, and you don't get that piece of clothing for months. That's what we call a pre-order. Not everybody's that transparent and tells you this is a pre-order gonna take this long you know what i'm saying which i mean that's cool like i don't have the luxury of doing that because i don't have the following to do that yet my plan is i'm gonna have some stuff already pre-made keep that very limited because you know it's a big investment i don't want to spend a whole bunch of money and then people don't follow through so i'm gonna have some stuff that's already made get that push that out and also at the same time i'm gonna have some pre-order items that's gonna be more you know more higher end, more things that i really like really invest in like really want to do and I see other companies doing similar things. So that's one thing I realized is just like how how wide open it is and just how you have to be strategic with it. Like, you know, the whole IG algorithm and stuff is, is hard. You got to yeah. really for that. So I'm going to start really posting more and just trying to just to, just, just stay relevant and just have my name, and my brand out there and um, just do every little thing I can to help put myself in the best position to succeed. Yeah. You, you, no, no bullshit. You should you should give TikTok a try. That's what that's what people have been telling me. That's yeah. Because the thing about the thing about TikTok that differs TikTok from Instagram is that TikTok will show your content to people that don't follow you but are still interested in that same content. Mm-hmm. So basically, I've seen a lot of clothing brands just like show up on my for you page or feed, and I'll just be like swiping. I'll be like, oh anime this anime clothing brand is like starting up and all the designs look really cool like i'll i might not buy it now but i'll give it a like i'll give it a follow see what they have next you know but mm-hmm. i think that a tick like having a tiktok is definitely like really good for explosive um explosive in- engagement and growth you mm-hmm. know you can just be like oh hey i'm doing this i'm doing that here are my designs if you like it that's cool you know certain things like that um i think that would definitely like benefit especially because i used to think that i used to not take tiktok seriously as an app and then like i got on it and i was like oh there's there's something for everybody like i i'm on like cooking tiktok and like home improvement and basketball and anime tiktok and like as soon as they figured out like what the content i liked was they've Mm -hmm. allowed me to just like stay on that side and not the sides that i don't want to be on which is like really interesting Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. I got to figure out how I'm going to post it there. Because I'm not necessarily making the clothes myself, but I'm getting designs made and going there yeah. and telling them what I want to be made. So I have to like figure out how I'm going to do it. But I like how people like do some really cool edits. Like you can throw a t-shirt up 
and then like come back down and look completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that would be cool. Like a blank T-shirt up in the air and then come down to finished product. I mean, yeah. stuff like that. I'm probably looking to doing. I went to I went to college for video editing for four years, and there are people on TikTok that are way talented than me. <laughs> and I'm just like, if y'all only knew the potential that y'all have, yeah. Like you guys are you guys are out here doing just college level transitions like college yeah. level professional level video transitions like that's the coolest thing like everybody everybody got everybody's turned into a content creator now and mm-hmm. not even like like and it's all an accident like when remember when i remember when instagram first started and like getting 11 likes was a big deal but now but now we all we all know because we've all been on social media like just like chilling for a while we all like know what kind of have an idea of what works for us and mm-hmm. what could potentially work for like other people so that's really like the wild thing about that that app in general mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely gonna tap in like, i had one for a little while but i was like it's a bunch of stuff i don't want to watch like a bunch of little like these kids humor nowadays like little kids their humor is just weird to me like high schoolers i'm like what are y'all looking at bro like, i can't listen right. to humor and all that but if you get past that stuff it's a lot of good this stuff on tiktok so I'm, I'm gonna give it another try for sure for business purposes though yeah and uh last question what advice would you give to potential high school basketball high school basketball kids that are trying to play in college or pros or whatnot what advice would you give them lasting advice interesting question uh because my brother my other younger brother i don't know if you ever met him no you know hunter obviously i know but, hunter yeah uh, my other brother preston's like eight months older than uh the hunter yeah and um he's my dad's son and he has a very he's a good chance of being really good like better than me mm-hmm. he's already six seven fresh about to be a freshman this year yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be really good so interesting you're telling me this because i talk to him every day and i'm like look bro like i just want you to have fun don't get caught up into what everything is going on now because back then most we had was we had to go on youtube and look at you know people we want we like to see the highlights stuff like that now, as soon as they turn their phone on, they see in people's highlights, everybody getting this and the third. And it's so much for show nowadays. Like back then it was kind of like, you really had to earn it. Nowadays, everybody has it. So like kind of people get lost in that. And I want them just to really focus on. <laughs> bro, what was that? Bro, I hate my neighbors, bro. <laughs> That's that New York living right there. It really is. That New York living, bro. I could not do it. I know your rent is dumb high. I know it is. Eight. It's eight sixty. It's eight thirty three now. But I have two roommates. Oh, I mean that's that's actually not bad. Yeah, we got backyard and stuff too. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's a lot. Good job, Cole. <laughs> Good job, Cole. <laughs> but um, yeah, just don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Focus on yourself and um, really work. That's one thing that's, be, that's always going to be consistent, no matter what time period you're in, what's going on in the outside world. You got to work. So have a, develop a good work ethic. You should be able, to, be able to succeed. And I think that you make a good point about the the high school mixtape stuff. Because when, we when we were in high school, it was like, what was I, like 2000? Are we a class? Yeah, 2000, this was just like 2009, 2010 when we were yeah. in high school. Um, yeah, getting a mixtape was like a was like a oh you are you are you are on the radar that was our that was our translation it was like oh if high school if hoop mixtape or ball is life or one entertainment 
uh, was they into. Want yeah, that was back in the, that was like, or like people. I don't think people, not enough people know about that. That was, that was way back, way back. Yeah, that was back when, if you were hooping and one entertainment or high school or hoop mixtape got wind of you and had enough clips of you to put into a mixtape, like then that was like that was for real then we knew that like yo you're serious or you know because we would watch those every day in school trying to figure out but this is before we knew like who they were as people because now we know who they who is the we know the people behind the camera and stuff like that so yeah, sometimes yeah. we sometimes we wouldn't know if they were at the game or not right? yeah i wasn't lit enough at the time to be like oh i walk in i see i see web wellman and they're like oh okay when the interior balls life here like okay we good yeah. I wasn't good enough for that. Like I just kind of like, you know, was unknown. But, but yeah. as, we, as we got older, we we figured out who everybody was. Yeah. Now we're now we're in an era where like everybody just if there are so many mixtape production companies and stuff now that they can just like film whoever, and it's not even like a mixtape anymore. It's just like raw highlights cut and yeah. it's like whatever. They posting full games like thirty minute uh, videos. I'm like, bro, like what is this like? Yeah, this ain't that, what we came up on. I mean, I appreciate it, really the gym, but it ain't what we came up on at all. Yeah, and the music was the music was what made it powerful too. Like we could recognize mixtapes just by the music. By the music, bro. People yeah. not gonna understand. Like you really had to be there. You know that little saying, like you right? Had to, you had to be there. You, you had know? to be, there, bro. Especially like just that's just how North Carolina high school basketball went. You know, like we would because we would be able to we'd be able to like see who was on the schedule and we'd be able to look them up and look up the mixtape of their best player. Mm -hmm. And we'd be like, Oh man, I got, I can't miss this game. Like, Oh man, yeah. this will be, this is going to be so cool. Like, mm -hmm. but yeah, man, it's so different now. All right, man, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of chilling with Kofi. Isaac, thank you so much for stopping by. Like I always appreciate talking to you. I wish you, the best in your training and getting back to it and your clothing line can't wait to rock the new merch whenever it comes in just oh, let yeah, me for know sure, for sure i got you guys man really excited appreciate you having me man of course for those of you that are listening to this for the first time feel free to give this a rating and review on apple Podcasts. we're also on spotify and youtube as well as wherever other podcasts are found throughout the apple rss this has been Chillin' with Kofi, and I will see you guys later. Bye.